hello, hello, hello. So uh, today, I've got a couple that have been involved since uh, probably about the last four years now. Uh, they came in and they had they had a they had a bit of a problem, and the, but they didn't realise the problem until they until they kind of came along and went. Oh, actually, we've, we've, there's a certain things occurred for them to go. Oh, we've got a problem. We need to solve it. And they have not only solved it; they've come out the other side with, with just a, an incredible turnaround. And they're now going off and doing some really amazing things. So I know it's going to be really inspirational, um, and I don't want to delay it any longer because. Uh, I think you guys really want to get into it and find out who they are. You probably already know who they are. You've seen them around. Uh, Tak and Ho Ping, how are you doing? Good, good. Hello. Hi, everyone. Michael, thanks Hello. for having us. It's an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, look, thank you so much for joining us. I know that you're... Um, you know, it's been a little bit of a um, kind of a last minute thing to have you on board. And we've just gone through and, and had a really interesting chat. And I'm just really keen to share and for sure. you to share what you've, you know, your your journey. So um, can we go back to the start and kind of give us a bit of an idea? Because like you probably started before you joined I Love Real Estate, yes. you know, 10 years earlier, you were, you kind of were getting into the property market back then, weren't you? Yes, that's correct. So um, we joined I Love 2017. So we bought our first property back in 2006, 2007, around there. So yeah, a decade before uh, before we joined the community. And um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting journey, definitely. It's uh, it's not something that we will change because it is, you know, who we are and sort of led us to to where we are now. So I guess our story, if we go back, is our initial aim was um, to buy as many properties as we can and then retire, which never really planned out that way. And as we were speaking just now, we sort of met our goal, but it was the wrong goal. So through the journey, we've been, I guess we've never really challenged what the professionals have told us. So our aim was to buy as many properties as we can and not to pay any tax which we achieved, we, 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 we got that goal, but at, a, um, at an expense. Yeah, so you were just listening to the professionals at the time. Is that right? You know, you got that information and you were just like, that's it. Whatever they say, let's just go and get a negatively geared property and let's, <laughs> let's reduce our tax. And so your, your goal at that time was, was just, you know, reduce tax as much as possible down to zero. Yeah, because I mean, once you start working, you have a bit of income and then you talk about what, what to invest in and you speak to your accountant, what shall we do? And then the accountant will say, hmm, you're paying this amount of tax. Let's buy a negatively geared property. So, you know, you don't have to pay any tax. And we literally <laughs> took that. Yeah. That's and, and, and how many times did you do that? So we got to actually 19 properties so we had a eight eight figure uh portfolio and yeah i mean it was just buy 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 didn't really think anything of it a lot of the properties we haven't even seen we'll just buy because we go oh that looks cool and yeah and and we we got we got into a pickle you know at, at the end of it so we were negatively geared pretty much 110 10 um thousand dollars so we have to come up with the money even before we can live you know, our life live our life brush our teeth you know make a cup of tea type of thing mm. and yeah it was it was 
it, it oh. wasn't really a problem when both of us were, were, were working because um, so what happens is the more property we bought, the more we had to work. And at one stage, you know, I ended up working five jobs in order to sustain a portfolio. Um, but it was okay because I was happy to work. Mm. Now, it was pre-kids. It so. was pre-kids. <laughs> and once the, once the kids arrived, we literally had to cut into one income. And that was when we really felt it. Yeah, and that's where um, I love really helped us out. So you were just kind of like you had a goal. You were just kind of working on that and working hard as well. Obviously, with yeah. five jobs with with Ping and yourself, Tack, and then it's just um, yeah. So what what happened? So obviously, you know, Ping, you got pregnant and with a child, and and what was the changing point? Because I know that, as everyone knows, Dimna speaks very very clearly about negative gearing and how she oh, hates yes. it and so forth. So, so for you, can you explain a little bit about how that, how that transition was when you went, ah, oh, gee, we're in this situation, we need to change? Yeah. Yeah, well, well I guess we, we got to that stage where we only had one income and then we need to work out what we had to do in order to sustain a portfolio. Mm-hmm. And so we went searching, trying to find, you know, tr- trying to work out what we need to do. And suddenly Dimna just appeared one day. Yeah. As she does. As she yes, does. as she does. <laughs> oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it was definitely um, a, yeah. a change that we needed to, to make. So we've got, we've got two, two little boys now. So after the first one, we were still okay. We weren't too, too bad. We could still sustain it and all that. But it wasn't until our second boy came that we really needed to um, change the way we, we think. Yeah, because what, whatever we have done to date hasn't really helped. It's not, it's not going to serve us anymore. So in order to change that, we had to change something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And looking back at it, it was, it was all up here. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so at the time, I think that were you like open to being educated and you were open to kind of looking at it? Like, you know, what was, mm-hmm. you know, were you, how were you traveling and how was that transition into the, into the education program? Great question, Michael. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking for myself here. So pre, I guess, I love. I wasn't someone that took, I guess, um, instructions, you can call it or like courses very well, because I didn't think I needed it, okay? It was, I'll say it, it's, it was my ego that was getting in my way. So I go, no, nah, no, nah, I don't need that. No, nah, no, nah, I don't need that. Look what I've been able to achieve, which is all wrong now. You know, I, I don't need people to tell me what to do. So for myself, I mean, hoping has been great in, in, in sort of trying to, I guess, change my thinking. And she succeeded, which is, you know, I'm, ah, I, I, I thank you for it. <laughs> so for me to actually go, okay, now we needed to, to make a change because if we're going to go down this path, it's, it's not sustainable. You know, it's not sustainable. It's going to ruin our relationship. It's going to ruin a lot of things. So that's when we decided to join uh, I Love. And we went straight to uh, Platinum. So you just dove in. Once you'd made that kind of, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it was a dead end. 
where we were going. I mean, we're going, okay, how long can we sustain this for? Okay, maybe a couple of months and then a couple of years. So what's going to happen after that? If we don't make a change now, what is going to happen in a year's time? And the outcome might not be very good. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really interesting. And, and hoping you were also saying about um, in regards to how you perceived what it was going to be like you know, obviously, what are you doing work-wise throughout your life and what are you going to end up in as well? That was a little bit of your motivation, was it, as well? Yeah, well, I guess um, the, the, the reason I started looking at investing is uh, my, my job is a physiotherapist. And when I started working, I see a lot of people that work their whole life until they're 65. They retire and then they're like, yep, I'm going to enjoy my life now. And two months into their retirement, they get a stroke. And that's pretty much their retirement. Or there's a lot of people that work very hard, saving hard, saving a lot to, for the retirement. And then when the time comes, they just don't have the same energy or the ability to be able to enjoy. So that's really what started the whole journey for us. And... Yeah. And, you know, when, mm. when you're working, you, you're able to sustain a portfolio, but then we didn't really educate ourselves and think about what do we really want? What, what do you want to use property? Uh, property is a vehicle to get you somewhere. Mm -hmm. And how do you want to use that property to achieve your goal? Yeah. That wasn't clear at all for yeah. us. Back, back then, we, we had a goal, as, uh, as I sort of mentioned a bit earlier. Our, our goal was to buy as many properties as we can and not to pay tax. So we, we hit that goal. We sure did hit that goal pretty good, but it was the wrong goal. So, yeah, that, that's where it really um, got us. Yeah. And that was, and that was a wake-up call, especially when your first child came along. Yes, yep, def yep. most definitely. Most definitely. It, it opened your eyes. Oh, it sure did. <laughs> So now, how did how did things kind of you know change for you when you first joined? Obviously, you uh, you you came along, and then Platinum was a very much a an easy decision for you to go straight into as well. Do you want to just kind of explain a little bit about how that came came about? Yeah, sure. So we we knew we needed to do something, and you know, just with going to some of the um, I guess you know boot camps and all that, we 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 knew our portfolio needed a lot of rejigging. So by joint, by going, and our aim was to go into Platinum straight away to get that sort of like one-on-one -on -one with, with our coach back then, which was Mick, to help us, I guess, detang, everything was very messy. Everything was tangled up. So everything that people say not to do, we did. So, you know, for our own names, we cross-collateralized, did all that, you know, everything that you can think of. So we really needed to, first of all, though, I must say, it was all up here for, for myself anyway, that the mindset, like, could we really detangle everything that we've, you know, spent the last decade building up to? And also another thing was FOMO. We had a bit of FOMO of, you know, fear of missing out. We've built such a big portfolio for ourselves. Do we want to sell it? you know, to, to make everything better. And of course, the answer was yes, because a lot of the stuff that we had in there wasn't serving us. You know, it was actually bleeding us in terms of, you know, put in a 
in, in the term of, of what's happening every day. So by joining I Love and, and Platinum, the first thing was, for us, it was the mindset to, to, to get it right, to go, okay, what you're doing now is not right. So what do you need to do to turn it around? And once we got our mindset correct to go, okay, we understand what we've done is not correct. And this is what we need to do now. Then it was a process of, okay, going through our whole portfolio, treating them as like, I guess you call it our staff. What is each of them doing? Are they bringing us anything? Are they doing nothing? And are just just there because it looks good? So what is happening? And that was a whole process in itself just to go through each of the properties, culling them, saying, or saying, okay, what can we do to this one to increase the value? You know, can we bring more income to it? So that whole process took, how long did it take? A long time. <laughs> Ta- takes a long time. Takes a long time. Do you think that time was also relevant to the fact that you had to shift your viewpoint and go against a goal that you'd previously previously had you know like going, oh but i've got this was that a, was that a, was that a difficult thing to kind of like to to overcome and confront it was at the start it was at the start and um i guess at the end of the day it's it's not the number of properties that that you have it's how good they are it doesn't matter if you have 100 properties but if they're all negatively geared, what, what is that going to do? Instead of if you have five, you know, really high yielding properties that's bringing you cash flow, I'd rather have that than a hundred properties that's doing nothing. But I guess it was the perspective that, oh, you know, when people ask you, oh, how many properties, people always ask you, how many properties do you have? You know, and you can say a big number and I go, oh, okay, yeah, I've got X number of properties. It sounds good. but is it really, if you, if you dig deeper into it, a lot of the times I'll say it, it comes an expense. Hmm. Absolutely. And so you and the 19 you initially had, that was costing you dearly, especially with. <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can, can you imagine the stress that we put ourselves through being negative 110K? before you can actually, uh, you need to fork out that money before you can live your own life mm-hmm. and do what, what you like to do. Yeah, and it wasn't healthy even for our own yeah. relationship and we were really starting to feel it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And with the added pressure of a, of a new child as well. So yeah, yes. yeah, yes. tough one. Yeah. All right, cool. So then the, that assessment of your portfolio then started to, to and you just went through and reevaluated it each property pretty much pretty right? much. yep yeah so and yep. was that very much you were you leaning on platinum then as well the platinum experience to be able to help you with that was that was that a part of that um process how, how did that kind of like um assist you yeah no it, it sure was so we basically sat down okay this is what we've got what can we do with each of them with with our coach so if they were bringing in money, which not very many of them were, we would keep them. If it was sort of, uh, okay, we'll sort of just put it at the side a little bit. But the first thing was, I guess, to cull those that was um, not doing anything. 
Yeah, and also like whether they have development potential. Mm-hmm. Can you increase the um, the equity in that property? Can you increase the cash flow? Like, what can we do if we want to keep that? We want to make sure that it's going to be your um your your best properties that are going to serve you in the long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was a case of um. I mean, at the moment, we still have a couple of negatively geared properties, but we're keeping them because they're in, you know, blue chip suburbs. So, I mean, the, in terms of capital growth through since since we started buying properties, I'll say they've been pretty good. They've been pretty good. Yeah, we've been pretty lucky in that way. And we sort of bought at the right time, which was... In, in the hindsight, we, we didn't really know we bought in the right time. It was just that because we just keep buying it every, every year. We didn't really sort of care, you know, when it was booming or, or not booming and stuff. We sort of just bought, bought, bought and bought. So, yeah, that, that process itself of culling, as I was saying before, at the start, it was difficult because we didn't want to get, you know, rid of anything. But once we started culling them, it was a it was, it was actually pretty easy. It's like, nah get rid of that one, get rid of that one. And if we couldn't do anything to them, yeah, definitely out. For some of them, like the apartments that we had, we could, we'd, you know, we turned them into Airbnbs to get the extra cash flow. But even that, after a couple of years ago, it's not really doing anything in terms of capital growth. Mm. So for the apartments, we, we, uh, we let them go as well. And so you ended up reducing down, I think, initially, and you you turned that uh, cash flow around, got rid of that negative gearing, hey? Yeah, yeah. That was the that was the main thing, just to reduce that amount. So we're paying tax now, Michael. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So are you are you happier paying tax now? Well. Put it this way, I guess. If you're paying tax, it means you're making money. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds familiar. Like I've heard somebody else mention that as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. So which is it? like the impact of, of, of the program and DIPNA? What, what, what are the things that have actually really kind of impinged on you or affected you or influenced you within the, the program and the training? Uh, I think it is about really growing as a person for, for me, but particularly, I, I never really thought that, oh, I can do anything big, you know, it's just, yeah, and um, after doing the program, like, Millionaire Within and all, all the, all the uh, events that Dimsa runs, uh, she, she talks a lot about mindset and changing, uh, changing yourself as a person. Mm-hmm. And that really helped me yeah. as a person. This, I guess this, it, I love isn't just property. Yeah. It's a lot of personal development. And, and for me, I've gotten a lot out of it from, uh, from I love, the, the personal development. I mean, sure, it's, it's called I love real estate. But, you know, if, if you don't get yourself right at the start, it, it, it doesn't really matter. And for me, what I've gotten out of uh, since since I joined I Love is the personal development side of things, the mindset. And then, so that's first, and then the property. And then it just all flows. Mm. Certainly we hear that again and again mm-hmm. and again. It really is that key point of uh, yeah. sorting yourself out first. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. And with that, 
what was the influencing factors for, to, to sort yourself out? Was it, the, I mean, obviously hoping you mentioned the real estate millionaire within, was it that, was it other events? Was it um, assistance with a coach or was it the community? I'll say it's a bit of, it, it is a bit of everything. So the coach definitely helped, but I'll say the community itself. I mean, it's excellent. I mean, I'm, I'm in a lot of, uh, I guess, groups you can say. And what I find with the I Love group is if you've got any questions, you know, if you've got any doubts or anything, you just pop it in there and someone with the expertise will respond. And that's just fantastic. You know, we're sort of like helping each other along the way. So giving each other a little boost. And if anyone has any problems, you know, put it in and someone will provide a solution. If not the solution, just like at least provide an option so you can get to start to think about it. And, and I find that what what these been able to do is to create this excellent community within I love where everyone is rooting for each other, you know, instead of saying, Oh no, that that's not right. Oh, oh that's not right. Being, or being negative. So it's, it's very positive and uh, yeah, that's a big, big bonus. Absolutely. Yeah. Love the community. The community is yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And of course you, Michael, you know, love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and actually, I would like to say something like prior to joining uh, I Love Real Estate, what I found myself doing is I tr literally trusted the professionals. When someone says something like buy negatively geared property, I'll go, okay. Yeah. And I'll just do that. I never question, question why. Mm. Um, but after uh, being part of the community, um, you start to open your mind a little bit more and you start to challenge boundaries as well. Like, why, why is it this case? Mm -hmm. And if uh, a situation doesn't serve as well, we'll try and work out a way that we could um, improve the situation. Okay. Yeah. Can, can we give, give an example? Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cause that's kind of coming up. So yeah, you okay. could give an example of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we had we we had a um property um th that we were thinking of um doing ever's possession on and then people that we speak to say oh you can't do it you need to own a property for 15 years before you, you're able to do anything about it and after joining i love we started to question question um things like this. And we literally ask ourselves, is that true? Is mm. that true? You need to have the 15 years before you can do anything about it. So we actually went searching for uh, options. What else can we do to, you know, uh, fix work on this situation? Mm -hmm. Most likely, yeah. yeah. And so the, the, the property we're talking about, it's, it's just, ha just so happens to be in Fitzroy North. So we're from Melbourne. In a, so in a city and we didn't even pick it up but when we bought the property you know on title and what was actually on ground was was very different so that was it was about almost 40 square meters different in terms of so it was a lot smaller on title than it, what, what it was on land and we spoke to a couple of uh land surveyors and even the council about it and they say, you know, you can't really do anything about it until you've held it for X period amount of time. And it wasn't until we sort of, um, you know, spoke to spoke to our coach and the community go, oh, no, 
why don't we just try to challenge it? And so we did, you know, so we go, okay, we know it's going to take, it's, it's not a quick process, but we decided to, to try anyway. And oh, it's it, probably two years. It probably took us two years. Yeah, and it was going to cost us a little bit of money, so mm. not a huge amount of money, but just the time that that we're going to put in. Yeah, I mean, we had to go out and door knock and and to talk to people along the street, all the neighbors, to say, okay, has anything happened in the last fifteen years? And they'll need to sign a a stat deck to say that, okay, from when they've been there, and they need to be staying around the area for more than fifteen years. So we did a lot of walking up and down the streets, talking to the neighbors, got their signature. Everyone's happy. You know, we have to explain to them what, what, what we're trying to do. I know we own that property over there. And then so oh, the boundary wasn't right. And then we just want to try to realign it. So it took about two years. We just got it, got it through, um, you know, all changed or approved last year. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, yeah, we got, we got an extra, it was I think like 39.5 square meters of land in Fitzroy North. So yeah, when people say you can't do it, it doesn't mean you can't do it. Look at, I guess, options, other options. If you think you can do it, you probably can. It might not be the, you know, the straight way from A to B. You might go a little bit like that, but you know, we got there. And so just just to put things in context as well so you um you went and actually got that um through and as a consequence of that extra just under 40 square meters yeah you got an uplift of about did you get an uplift or or a a potential uplift in the property having having a larger square meter yes yes we did so it's about three hundred thousand uplift for our for land value for disagreeing with someone giving you a no and you pushed yes. through and and, yes. uh, and, and, and came yeah. out and got it through. Yeah. It was the third, third time. It was the third time. So we asked before then, they go, no, no, no. But then, yeah, we decided to screw it. Let's just do it. <laughs> so, so, we, so we pushed through with it. And yeah, we got a, um, a great result. Awesome. Awesome. Well done, well done, and I can see there's a couple of people coming. You know, so true, fantastic, awesome tech, and wow, coming through as well. If you can see on the on the comments there as well. Um, now, I think you've got another kind of like um, situation where you got yourself into a bit of a, a JV, and it and it kind of didn't go the way it should have. I don't, sorry if I want to bring this up, but you know, That's did you okay. want to we, you want to, did you want to share this, this, this as well? We love pickles, uh, Michael. <laughs> we get into, <laughs> but we learn from them. <laughs> You want to share that one? You can do it. Okay, so yeah, it was a um, a JV JV with five different parties. So we were JVing for a, I guess in England, maybe we're going to build a, a, a four level um, apartment block. So it was we were all friends, you know. We're all going, yeah, we're all mates. So it wasn't clearly written in black and white what each of us was going in for like what the responsibilities what the responsibilities and what the aim for and you know it was a great suburb i mean still a great suburb we had a big piece of land and we're going to build you know 28 apartments on it it was all great everyone was happy now i still remember we're all catching up like weekly going yeah we're going to do so great do so great but 
the oh you want to talk about the, yeah, well, the Maya? Just, yeah yeah the challenge was that the, the the mayor lived in the same same street and so they started a petition of not they don't want any development in that area so they they got a lot of signatures from all the neighbors and create started creating a lot of um problems yeah and i guess from that that doesn't flow an effect to uh, the jv itself yeah what are we going to do if they're going to drag this on yeah going to vcan and things like that it's going to create a, a lot of time loss for us and a lot of money as well yeah yeah so so from that one of the steps to i guess because we were holding the property so five sort of i guess that's a little bit better that there was five parties sort of putting in money just to hold the property but it was just sitting there doing nothing and because of this petition and stuff it was going to drag the process out so we needed to find a way I guess to bring money in for the, for the property that we're holding, so we ended up turning it into a, a rooming house, so which was great. That sort of started bringing some money, but then the whole process in terms of I mean the goal was still to build apartments on it, but then it was going to be dragged out, and we didn't really know how long it was going to be dragged out for, and the dynamics of the group, the JV, started to change, and it was actually pretty obvious. So among one of the uh, I guess the partners, he was meant to be the project manager. And as you know, as we've said earlier, no, nothing was written down what anyone was meant to be doing. It was just like, oh yeah, we're all, we're all friends. We just go into it. And then he started not doing anything basically. And of course the other parties started going, okay, ah, oh, you know, we're, and we're actually paying him as well to, to man, he's meant to be project managing the whole, um, I guess, development. So then things started going a little bit, a bit sour. Although money was coming in from the, the rooming house, it took, a, well, it took probably 12 months of back and forth with people arguing about what we're going to do, our plan moving forward. And at the end of the day, we decided it was best that we just let it go because the dynamics was already, it, it, it wasn't right. Even if we would have, pursue with it you know going right to the end it was it, it wasn't what we wanted it wasn't what we wanted so we had a vote and we go okay we'll we'll sell the site and um yeah that's what we did i mean we didn't lose money on it which was which was a bonus because it what it, it had gained gained value since we, we bought it so yeah there's no such thing as uh, i guess mates rates or you know we're all friends we're going into jv's always get everything written in uh, in black and white so everybody knows what they're getting into mm. is there any more key learnings to to that jv process for you guys because it, it seemed like it was a um bit insightful into into how things go together and, and you went in would you say you went in a little bit kind of unaware or just a little bit more casual or yeah i'll i'll, I'll say we went in casual so because we knew we, we knew who we were going into jv with so we sort of took things for you can say we took things for granted a little bit we didn't do our due diligence in terms of the site and what was around it and that sort of led to um due diligence is very important let, let, let's, let's just put it that way michael it doesn't matter you know who you're going into jv with who are you going to take you know oh you want to jv me and you know, they jv with us on this project because they didn't even provide us with us so we didn't find a site it was them that approached us 
they didn't even provide like a um you know a document or anything to say what was the actual plan and all that it was just more of a word of mouth we all got together chat chat and go okay well we'll go in okay yeah so yeah and being inexperienced ourselves in jvs we didn't know better to to be going through the process of you know getting all the documentations right yeah. making sure that you know we we would be able to work together as uh, as a group yeah yeah this was before uh, i love by the way michael <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that clarification Jack. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> So how, if you were to have a look at, the, at what you've, what you've learned from that and also what you know now um, within I Love, how would mm -hmm. you approach it differently for, for, you know, would you kind of like in regards to recommendations for, for doing joint, joint ventures, how do you approach it now? Well, most definitely, I mean, we don't do that many joint ventures, but when we do, it's, um, yeah. Show, show, show us your documentation, you know, your research, everything about the property before we actually even go into it. It's, it's, it's been a learning curve. I mean, we have done some um, pretty good JVs as well, but this, actually that, this JV that went sour was our first JV. So we love to get into, you know, difficult ones first time up. <laughs> so we actually learn a lot from that. And then it's a matter of, I, I find you need to, the dynamics is very important as well. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a business proposal. So you have to sort of put that aside and it's, yeah, it's a business proposal. So you have to put that personal feelings aside and then look at the stats, look at the numbers and go from there. But I mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even use all this, um, to not get into a deal like, because it's your first time you're inexperienced mm. uh, you, whatever you get into you there will be a lot of learnings so may, sometimes it may cost you some money sometimes it's time but from that whole experience itself you get to learn so much so mm. rather than being afraid of doing something because you're not sure what's going to happen uh, yeah. if i had to go if i had to do it again i would still jump into the deal get the learning from there and then you can just only get better from there mm. love the attitude yes it's it's the learnings that kind of yeah. you're, you're into yeah 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 awesome. some lessons uh cost more than others michael we've paid yes. some costly lessons <laughs> yeah yeah you have and and just on that point tack i think you were mentioning before about um the negative gearing how much it may have cost you in how much of a lesson that was oh yes that let <laughs> thanks michael <laughs> Let, let's just say over the years it's close to seven figures yeah and we didn't even find that out until a couple of years ago two about two years ago when we asked our accountant so how much have we actually you know how much are we actually out of pocket and it's in seven figures Okay, so have you learned that lesson? A great, a great <laughs> lesson to learn from the start, knowing your numbers. Yes, know your numbers and what not to do. <laughs> uh, amazing, amazing. All right, well, we're glad you've learned that. And I know that, um, yeah. Uh, actually, out of interest, have you had any conversations about, about this situation with Gemma? 
Um, which one? <laughs> uh, the negative gearing. The negative gearing. Like obviously, um, it's it's above the average kind of negative gearing when students mm -hmm. come into the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did did you have any kind of conversations with Dimner about that? Did she? We did it initially. We did. So she knew we were very heavily negatively geared. But even we didn't know how much, you know, we have paid through through the years. So, I mean, the, the only way we sort of could think of now to to get back, uh, not to get back, but to crawl back some of that is we have positively cash flow properties in there. So, so they're offset. all by, owned, owned by, yeah, trust. Yeah, offsetting. Okay, okay, cool, cool. All right, so now how now that we've kind of overcome those things, <laughs> got through those things, how are you situated now? Like, you know, in, in regards to you came in 2017 and, you know, 110,000 negative and, and in a obviously large portfolio. How are you now situated? What's it, four years down the track? Um, you were in Platinum for a couple of years, but you're no longer, is that right? Yeah, no, no longer. Yep. Yep, yep. So how are you, how are you situated now? So we're in a much better position now. So we're about 80,000 uh, cash flow, so uh, positive. Mm -hmm. So in terms of LVR, we're sitting at about 57% around there. So it's a pretty, pretty good LVR. We have about, I guess, three, about three mil in, in equity. So we're a lot more comfortable in terms of where we're going. And it's also actually freed us up to do other things, you know, our passion projects and just things that we wanted to do but we couldn't do before because we had to pay you know the loans yeah life is not as stressful now mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and yeah. and if you if you so just just to clarify is that like about a hundred and ninety thousand dollar cash flow turnaround yeah you could say that so from from negative to to positive yeah but it's been a it's been a process, I must say, because it was, it was our portfolio was so messy, just trying to restructure everything and, and sort it out. But yeah, it's, we are very grateful in terms of where we are now. Mm -hmm. And then, and, and uh, yeah, because of uh, I love. And hoping you don't need to work five jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I have a lot more flexibility yeah, with work and, I get to spend a lot more time with the kids now, which is good. Awesome, awesome. So I want to um, kind of, you're now that you've kind of turned your situation around, it's freed up your time a lot, hasn't it? And you're now being able to kind of like expand on things. Do you want to, I, I really want to kind of find out now that your situation has turned around and you've mm -hmm. got the freedom of time, to spend with your kids and do other things yeah. what's that like and then how have you then gone off and done things that you may not have done when you first first started yeah sure i mean we've always loved to travel so even pre-kids you know hoping and i would travel at least two two months a year two three months a year to go i mean not now because of obvious reasons but <laughs> so and when the kids came we still did the same you know we would take them you know our firstborn, he was three months and then we took him overseas 
and all that. So we, we've, we've always loved to travel. And that's where, and I was speaking about sort of mentioned the passion project. So it's towards travel. And because we are traveling with kids now and all that, our passion project is basically creating something for, for families who love to travel and, and all that. Yeah, because mm. we couldn't, when we were traveling ourselves with our little kids, we couldn't find that product to, to make our life easier when we were traveling. Mm-hmm. So we've decided, we've came up with our own yeah. and we've designed and we're working on prototyping it at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, to help simplify family travel, especially with um, parents with little kids. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been, I mean, it's just like with property development, it's been a process. I mean, it's taken us from, from an initial idea to, to where we are now. It's taken us two and a half years, you know, just to design and all that. But we've taken all the learnings that we've had from property and I love and just put it into a, you know, instead of building a house, we're building a, a product. But then all the things that you have to do is still the same. Instead of dealing with builders, you know, contractors, we're still dealing with um, contractors, but not builders, we're dealing with manufacturers. But all the things that we've learned, we can implement on, on, what, on, um, on bringing this uh, prototype, you know, this product to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I really want to kind of share that in a minute, but, but what I want to kind of find is that mm-hmm. um, were you able to even think of doing that before you joined I Love Real Estate? And, and, and what happened? How, you know, I want to understand the process of how, how you've, you're in the situation and then suddenly it's like you're, you're freeing up your viewpoint to be able to then go out and do something that you love doing. I guess we didn't even have the time last time, Michael, to be honest, to think about doing anything else. The only thing that was in my mind anyway was how are we going to come up with X amount of money to pay those loans at the end of the month? So that's all what that was running through my mind. And then once we've sort of flipped that around, we've got, hang on, I've got all this time to do, you know, other stuff and I've got, these extra cash to put into something that I didn't have before, you know? So that sort of, that, that sort of started the process of, okay, we've always thought about creating this product. And now because of what we've been able to do and to flip our situation around, it has given us the time, you know, and the extra cash flow to do it. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly, because when we had our negatively geared property, we had to work a lot more, like five jobs, as mentioned before. Mm. So we were always busy. We never had time to do anything else. Yeah, but from being able to prune and improve our situation, yeah. that had, like tech has, uh, like tech say, that has free up our mind to think as well and yeah. not being so stressful about our situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that has allowed a lot more creativity, I guess. Yes, mm. most definitely. That's really cool. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, now, did you want to, um, for those of you who, who um, are watching here, we could should actually share what you've done, do you think? Did you want to share your screen and just... Uh, sure thing. Um, then, then just to give you a bit of an idea of what you're talking about, because, and maybe you hoping, did you want to explain what it actually is? What it is actually, okay, yeah. Um, so the product that we're working mm. on is literally a luggage um, stroller hybrid. It looks so, exactly like a luggage, there you go. Not but sure then you guys can see that. it can turn yep. into a stroller as well. So when you're traveling with your little baby, you don't have to be 
dragging a carry-on luggage trying to and push a pram at the so, same time you have two in one yes so it's more or less so we did pivot a little bit on on, on this product um so originally it was more of a luggage than a stroller but now we've changed it to more of a travel stroller but it still looks like a luggage it's a blessing in disguise with COVID. It yeah, it is. It gave is. us the time to actually work on improving the concept and the idea. Mm -hmm. So that's it. And we'll be um, at this stage. Oh, yes. And we won a Red Dot Award for it as well. So that's great. And at this stage, yeah, we'll be launching early next year. Wow. And now can you just explain what a Red Dot Award is? Sure. So a Red Dot Award is an international design award. So it happens every year. It's, so we won it last year. And yeah, we didn't actually think we would win one because you're going against the likes of like, you know, some big players like so Ferrari and all, all the car brands, they actually put in for you know, these type of awards. So for us to actually get one, it was like, wow. Hmm didn't even really think we, we just put it in just to go all right we'll give it a shot we'll put it in and see what happens and what do you know we uh we got one and you can see it, it's just here so where is it there you go there that's the cert <laughs> <laughs> awesome that's fantastic guys that, that's so cool um and um yeah i've got to say i just i i you know, Dimna talks about this ripple in the pond effect. Mm -hmm. uh, and the ripple in the pond effect is essentially that once you sort yourselves out, then the 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 ripples and what occurs and what you guys will go on mm. and do as a consequence of that, yeah. uh, she has no idea about, but obviously she only finds it out when people and students let her know. Mm -hmm. And this is this is just a classic example of just, you know, you've you've changed a situation around you've freed up your time, you've freed up your creativity and you've gone out there and produced this, this great product. Mm -hmm. um, and I can see someone saying, um, such a brilliant idea. I wish it was around when I had my young ones. <laughs> we did a lot of traveling when we were small and it was painful. <laughs> so the solution that you provided for yourselves is, yeah, is, uh, is uh, yeah, great. So guys, well done. Well done. Thanks, Michael. Well Always done. love to chat. I Always love to chat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and this is good. I love to chat to you guys as well. It's fantastic. Um, so what do you um, what do you tell others now about the, the community? Like if, you, if someone says, hey, you know, what's going on with the I Love Real Estate? What is this about? What's, what's your kind of viewpoint on how you share this community with others? Yep. You want to go mm. first? Well, I, I guess I would even take it one step back to start. Like, why are you working on property? Like, what is your goal? So working that out first. Because once you have a concrete goal, then you're able to set the steps up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, then, and, then, and then once you once you are clear with what you want, and then you can work out like I, I love community has so many strategies that you can work on. If you like Reno, you can do Reno. Uh, if you like rooming house, you can do rooming. That's, that the community provides you all the different strategies that you can implement in order to help you get to your goal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. agree. Well, for me, Michael is. Um, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So if it's meant to be, it's up to you for those uh, listening. 
that's a that's a classic one, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yep. You're 100 responsible for your your results. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Key key point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Hey, did you want to? Uh, there's a couple of questions here. Are you happy to answer a few questions? Yeah. Sure. Uh, now I'm just going to go through. Um, uh, Wilson was saying, uh, what are the three strategies and properties that you have been using? That we've been using. Mm -hmm. So we've dabbled in pretty much a little bit of everything. But I'll guess if you want to say the top three, uh, it'll be so developments, uh, renos, so like new, new builds, sorry, renos and um, short term rental. With, with commercial following very closely. Got it. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, and Anna was asking, how many properties do you have now after the cull or any new acquisitions? How many? Nine? Hmm. Nine? Yes. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, nine. Yeah, nine. <laughs> uh, so that's you. So you've got rid of 10. Yep. Yep. All right. And, and are they still the same? Uh, nine that you did have, or have you got rid of more and purchased others? Uh, there's one new one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and let me just scroll up. Uh, one of the questions was from Brian: Are you with your same accountant? No, we're not. <laughs> You're an accountant retired. Yeah, he retired. <laughs> we retired him. <laughs> you retired him. Okay. Good. Uh, and uh, was your portfolio initially in trusts or in your own name? I think you mentioned that already. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, we started off in our own yeah, name. Yeah, we, we started off in our own name, though. Yeah. Uh, actually, Brian was asking, how much did you save in tax? How much did we save in tax? How much did we save in tax? Um. Nothing compared to what we've uh, <laughs> put in. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, we, we, we have close to a million in losses that we can use. So whatever we sell, we would, wouldn't need to pay any yeah. tax on that. Mm. Excellent. Yep. And now with the um, uh, adverse possession, um, Sarasa was saying, um, who was saying no? Was it the council when you were going up against the adverse possession? Who was, who was saying the no? So the land surveyor was one of them. So we, we didn't, we actually used a different one at, at the end. So yeah, he was giving all these um, examples, I guess, saying that oh, it's going to be difficult you know, to do it because they need to be involved as well. So maybe that's why they didn't want to do it. And yeah, we did speak to, maybe it was the wrong person that we spoke to. But yeah, the, the council will just say, okay, they're probably just reading from a script because if you Google it, I guess, you know, Avis possession, it'll say 15 years or something like that. So it sounded like they were just reading from the script. Yeah. 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 And just people that we talk to in general. Cool. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, now, uh, Wilson was asking again about the cash flow from your properties, but I think it's, it's interesting to note that you came into Isle of Real Estate with 19 properties that were negative geared 110,000. And just yeah. correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Now you're sitting at nine properties and you're 80,000 positively geared. 
Yeah, so sort of, yeah, <laughs> the other way. <laughs> so you've almost halved your portfolio, but totally reversed your cash flow situation. Mm. Yes. So, I mean, it is not about how many properties you yeah. have, but the qualities of the property. And mm. actually, the lesser properties you have, the less accounting you need to do. That's true. The, the less paperwork <laughs> you need to do. So, it actually makes your life easier. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Um, what have we got here? Uh, was moving your properties into a trust a lengthy, expensive task? This is from Ben. So we we didn't move any into the trust. Like it's more yeah, because of cost wise, because it wasn't worth it. Yeah. yeah. So we so what happened is prior to joining, I I love we did do like one day events here and then we pick up some ideas and then we sort of try and implement things on our on on our own so some talks did talk about you know buying properties in trust so at one stage we started shifting purchasing from our names into a trust just as well yeah, yeah. and then you yeah. go to another event and they say ah oh, do it doing this type of renovation you can help Im improve the value and then so we just went off and try and implement those ideas and then <laughs> do those ourselves so a lot of the things that we try um probably achieved half of mm. what, what we could achieve yeah but we're just trying the different different things that we've learned whereas like when you're in a community and you're in platinum yes. you get the you get the coach that you can bounce ideas off and then yeah. they can tell you exactly this is what you need to do mm -hmm. one two three in order to achieve mm -hmm. this outcome a lot quicker yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other question, yeah, because Anna was saying, um, was it your coach that um, um, encouraged you to go back on the adverse reactions? Was that was it the coach or was it just yourselves or who? How did that push when you just went? Or was it you saying, yeah. if it's going to be, it's up to me? How, yeah. how did that? Yeah. Initially, yes, it was the coach. And then, yeah, so we left, uh, and then after that, we left Platinum, and then we sort of just, persisted with it yeah because yeah, like we mentioned it's not going to cost a, a, a lot more money it was just the time that we had to put in mm. and a lot of leg, and, leg work yeah, yeah and we figured that you no know, if we're going to do this maybe it's going to take two years three years if it doesn't work we just need to wait for another seven years and then it'll be 15 years yeah <laughs> either way it was, it was going to be a great learning experience yeah awesome yeah. awesome um Honey Bunny has a question said, have honey I found bunny. honey bunny? Yeah, that's right. I have found the best contractors and advise a can do attitude. Have you found that as well? Uh, contractors or advisors with a can do attitude. Yeah, I think, yes. I think pe yeah. people that are open to ideas and not rigid in the ways that you do things, mm. there's only a set ways that you can do certain yeah. things. Someone that yeah. sort of thinks a little bit outside the box you know not just the tick 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 because there's not there's not just one way to do things there's mm. a lot of different ways that you can achieve the same outcome yeah yeah awesome 
Guys, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Because we're getting pretty close to the 12 and I, and I think you've done, uh, I wanted just to thank you for, for, for taking the time out to share. Um, it's, been, uh, it's been really insightful. I've really enjoyed it. And I know that a lot of others here have done as well. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Happy to share. Happy to share. I've got a joke for you, Michael. Have you? <laughs> Why did the baked beans move to Queensland? Why did all the baked beans? Why did the baked beans move to Queensland? Why did the baked beans move to Queensland? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Tack, why did the baked beans move to Queensland? Because they love to live in cans. <laughs> and you know what? I've got a backstory on that joke. Our kids love to ask Google to tell jokes, and that is the only joke that Google knows. Every day he tells the same joke. The same joke. It's stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> now, was, did you want to do a bit of karaoke as well? Wasn't there some karaoke you wanted to do? When, oh, you know, in, 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 in relation to the whole, your, your change and shift, you know, you were kind of like in a bit of a frozen situation. <laughs> oh, yes. Let it go. Let it go. If it doesn't serve you, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the approach to negative gearing, hey? Yes. Yes. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Tak Hoping, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, yep. There's a whole lot of people that have joined in there. I think there's a lot of kind of comments coming through as well. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, you've done amazingly well, and um, and and it's 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 clear that you know the the the, the product you've created this trolley bag into a stroller quite amazing you know really inspirational as well you. you know so thank yeah you. awesome awesome yeah thank you for having us thank you for having us it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure and it's been a lot of fun all right excellent excellent thanks again take and hoping have a great friday everybody and we'll catch everyone later all right see ya, see ya. bye now <laughs>